It's been way better to me than insurmountably better to me than, than I deserve. I know that. And uh, just a wonderful God. And uh, that song about him being, uh, being our friend, that's a great song too. What a friend we have in Jesus, you know. And I'm glad, uh, glad I have other friends too, but uh, at the end of the day, if you have Jesus as your friend, what else do you need, right? It's, uh, it's a wonderful truth. When we go towards the book of uh, Judges, we'll look at Judges chapter 8. Uh, dear Pastor Mark and Clinton Baptist Church family, thank you so much for receiving us so warmly at the church. And thank you for your generous love gift. It was wonderful in helping us uh, with our expenses home. We're busy moving, connecting, running water in the house. God is so good. Thank you for your prayers. Love and prayers, uh, Fernando and Christy. Um, praying for your trip to Mexico. <laughs> and Claudia as well. And I really enjoyed having them, and, and, and it seemed like we were able to make a little more of a solid connection with them this time being here. And I thought that was really good. Uh, I was very thankful for that. Um, they're, uh, if, you, if you don't remember who, who they were, they're, they're the, uh, the ones who work on the Tenec uh, translation in Mexico, and they worked very closely with Kathy um, the, during the 10 days that they were here. And so that was a great blessing. I'm glad I don't have to go back and try to hook up running water in my house this week either. <laughs> wow. Dear Pastor Philbrick, thank you for letting us come by. It was a blessing uh, singing to you all, and the fellowship was great. Everyone was kind as well. Thank you for the gift. God bless. Um, and uh, uh, J- uh, I think it's Jed, Anthony. I can't remember their names for sure, but it looks like this is good guy handwriting on here. Um, <laughs> It was the guys that were here from New England College. So they said thank you. Um, Dear folks at Clinton Baptist, thank you for your many years of prayer and financial support. Lord willing, we'll be returning to Chile in July. We're waiting for one last paper to come. We return without uh, the kids. It'll be bittersweet for sure. We're thankful for those that have kept uh, moving forward in the construction of the kitchen and girls' dorm while we were gone. Thank you again. Love, uh, Dan, Becca, Vallette. So uh, thank you for making those investments uh, for people. Whether they're just passing through, you know, we can, we can give them a, a boost of encouragement along the way, if it, whoever the Lord sends our way. And uh, if we have more of an ongoing relationship with them, you know, uh, that's a great investment. We try to, to uh, um, you know, follow the Lord's leading and having missionaries that, that are going to be a good investment over the long haul. And uh, I think the Lord has really helped us in that regard. And the Valettes have been certainly some, some of those. Uh, thank you for praying for and giving to the bus. Uh, we had a great night on the bus tonight. 13 riders, I think, total. So uh, that's a blessing. Thank you. Once in a while, I think uh, people throw a few bucks towards the, the gas for that uh, there. And um, I, uh, I remember brother, brother Scott, I have a couple of... Some, uh, a couple of twenties, I think somebody gave me to put in the gas. <laughs> so I usually give that to Scott, and we kind of, or I guess I could just put it in the gas. But uh, I, li- I like I like for it to put a little bit of a dent in what we end up, uh, you know, spending on the on the card there. So, anyways, it all comes out the same. So if you give towards that, thank you, and thank you for praying uh, for the kids. You know, when they come on that bus, the, most of those kids, it's, it's the only opportunity they're going to hear about about the Lord. 
And that's, uh, you can't put a price on that. Um, and uh, thank you for having that vision, because not every church does have, have that sort of vision. Um, all right, well, let's go to Judges chapter 8. The Bible says that uh, we, we, we end up spending our days as a tale that is told. And that's always been an interesting concept to me, to realize that I'm in the middle of the story. Well, maybe beyond the middle of the story now, I'd say. Um, 53. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to make it to 106. Maybe, maybe 76, if the Lord's good to me. <laughs> but uh, anyways, you know, you're in, we're, in, we're all in the midst of that story somewhere. Um, you know, for some, the story doesn't start out all that great, but uh, through God's grace, you know, the story uh, ends up uh, being wonderful because of Jesus Christ and uh, by His grace ending all the way through to the end of those days, how, however many days the Lord gives, ends up being wonderful. Uh, sometimes, I think obviously we're all born uh, sinners, but so, the, so, the, so life uh, starts out precariously for all of us. But sometimes, you know... Um, Someone's story will, be, will, will, will start out with a flourish, but then unfortunately, I mean, how many times do we hear of situations, you know, where uh, someone was walking with the Lord and, and it seemed to, be, seemed to be wanting to honor the Lord, and then for whatever reason, uh, you know, sometimes it's hard to pinpoint, they, they, you know, that, that, that story takes a turn and, and, um, and it doesn't end up, uh, uh, and, and, and you always pray when you see that is, well, okay, so it, it seemed to start out good, Going through a rough patch now. Uh, hopefully, they'll have a happy ending, right, uh, for, for the Lord. And uh, and then there's those that sometimes spend a whole life. You know, that it seems like that it seems like the whole book is going to be a tragic book. But then, uh, by God's grace, if someone's still alive and breathing, you know, and they and they and they still have, you know, they can still think about things. Uh, God can reach them. I remember uh, my my, uh, my my wife's grandfather and my grand my grandfather through through. Uh, 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 through, the, through uh, marriage, um, he was pretty hard-hearted towards the Lord, pretty much his whole life, right? And um, he was maybe, was he close to 80 or something like that, right? And towards the end of his life, he was reduced really to, uh, to almost like a little child. But he could still think and he could still reason, but he, he was just, you know, he was like a child. And... Uh, and he would, at that point, he started coming over every day and sitting on the porch with, with Aunt Rosie, his daughter, and she'd just read the Bible to him, like for hours. And one day, he looked at her and he said, you know, Rosie, I believe that. And she said she got like goosebumps, you know, and well, what, what do you believe, Dad? I believe that about Jesus. And so I, I, I love to think, and, and uh, you know, I think that this is... I think it's probably true that God allowed him to be reduced to a child so he could have childlike faith at that time and trust the Lord when, as a sophisticated adult, you know, his story was day after day of being, being uh, stubborn against the Lord. Um, I, I really hope that that's, that that's true. But, uh, you know, when we look at these, we look at these uh, uh, characters of the Bible, uh, and, you know, I think of a man like Gideon, if you were to ask someone, well, do you, do you consider Gideon to be, you know, a hero in the Bible? For many would probably say yes. Some would probably may, may say, no, not really. Uh, some would say, well, maybe, maybe somewhat. Um, 
And it, it is interesting to, to kind of look at the, do a character sketch of those that, you know, that are kind of prominent in the Bible um, in that regard. And see maybe, because we have the luxury of seeing the entirety of their lives, you know. Uh, when, we're, when we're in the midst of a life, it's hard to gauge exactly what, what type of growth is going on, what's really being accomplished for the Lord. I mean, you know, we, we, we tend to be a, a, a pretty moody uh, group as, as many times, you know. I'm not talking about us in particular, uh, but uh, just as human beings. And so if I catch you in a certain stre- stretch, I might think, man, Seems like that's a pretty gloomy uh, chapter that they're on right now. Um, I guess we all have those stretches to a certain degree. But, uh, you know, God sees our whole life. He's already been into our future. And, um, and then, you know, for the, for, for, it just seems like he's preserved a lot of these accounts for us to be able to look at. And when I look at Gideon, to a, I'm, I'm encouraged in certain ways. I'm encouraged in one way by the great character traits that I do see that he had as God, you know, worked in and through him. I'm also encouraged by the fact that, uh, you know, I can, I can identify with Gideon as a leader in, in, in the fact that he, he for sure wasn't perfect. And all of these Bible heroes, all of these Bible heroes, except for Jesus, when you look at their lives, I mean, even one that said, you know, there's a man after God's own heart. I mean, and, and you say, not too many greater Bible heroes than David uh, there, but even he, you know, it's, uh, um, you, you can, it's discouraging in a way to see somebody you admire so much, you know, make those kind of mistakes. But it also, it, it encourages it in a roundabout kind of way to say they're human like I am. And God still, you know, worked in their lives and used them. Um, and, and, and so on. So, uh, well, probably the two characters that I look at, besides Jesus, it's hard to see that Joseph ever, you know, I try to catch that guy tripping up and it's, it's, it's hard to find. Maybe in his early years, he might have had a little bit of a, of a spoiled, uh, you know, uh, uh, thing going on there. Um, and Daniel is the other one. And we know they did sin, but it's, it's hard to see in the preserved record. Those guys were, man, they were, they were just uh, tremendously godly men. Let's look at Gideon, though, for just a moment, uh, for a few minutes uh, here, about 10 minutes. And uh, let's have a word of prayer. Lord, help us uh, uh, just glean a few things from, from an, uh, a bird's eye view of his life. Lord, thank you for, for using us. Thank you, Lord, for your love for us. Uh, thank you, Lord, that uh, it's all about Jesus and and, and whatever page we're on in our life right now, Lord, we can, uh, we can look up to you. And uh, if we're a little off track, Lord, we can get back uh, uh, to where we need to be with our eyes on you. If we're, if we're struggling, Lord, uh, um, you're, you are the, uh, what a friend we have in Jesus. And if, uh, if, we're, if we are at peace and we're on the right, in the right place in the story, Lord, I pray that by your grace uh, we would uh, uh, just uh, purpose to, to, to stay there because on that course, because things can change pretty quickly. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And so I was, seeing, I was thinking of uh, Gideon, uh, and I thought, uh, I thought of one word for Gideon. I thought of victory. I thought of victory because they were so undermanned, but yet God showed himself in such a wonderful way in that, in that battle. You know, one of the classic uh, Bible battles with the glory to God as to how that all played out. Um, 
and, and the insurmountable odds. And uh, I think of Gideon, V for victory. Um, and I kind of went with that V, and I also thought of Gideon as a valiant man, a man of valor. And we're first introduced to that concept by the, the angel of the Lord himself, right? Called him a mighty man of valor. And, uh, and so he did end up being a, a, a man of valor, a valiant uh, man. And also, uh, we saw him be, if you remember in the story, he was a virtuous man. Uh, when God said, I want you to go there to, the, to that, that grove, to that idolatrous place in your own town where you know, idols are being worshipped, where false gods are being promoted, and I want you to tear that down. And he did that. He obeyed the Lord in that. He, he showed, he showed uh, virtue in his life and, and uh, desire to do what's right. I also see, if we're looking at, uh, at good character uh, traits in the life of, uh, of Gideon, that he was voluntary. In other words, he was available. Um, you know, when, when God tapped him, maybe he didn't feel like it, especially at first. And he did go through some trepidation, but he ended up, you know, being, ultimately being available to God. And there's a lot for being said for that, you know, for being available to God. And, you know, there's been times in my life where I felt like I was available to God, but I, I almost felt like God had put me on the shelf in a way. Um, I look back at it now and he hadn't, but I, I felt like that. And just over the course of time, God just showed me, look, when, you're, when you just keep that heart of availability, you know, he will, he will use us in, in so many uh, different capacities. Um, I, I remember when I was, uh, I was, I was and I, I never thought, you know, when I was here in Maine the first time and I was pastoring over there on the coast, I never thought, never even crossed my, I didn't even know it existed, that I'd be a window cleaner. And we moved to Pennsylvania, about a chunk of land there, and I was looking for a business that I could do with, you know, with my sons. And I looked into different things. It's just too much overhead or too much of an investment up front. And, and a lot of it involved machinery. And I thought, I can't, you know, my, my, the first machine that I buy and it breaks down, I'm going to be done because I can't fix it. And it's going to be too expensive to maintain. So I was, I was reading about uh, businesses that were, that were um, inexpensive to start, low overhead. And one of them was window cleaning. And I read that for 150 bucks, you could start a window cleaning business. And I thought, I think I can scrounge that up. And so we did that. We just started going into town, just passing out card, cards, you know. It was called Busy Brothers Window Washing. And a lot of times I'd be out and they'd say, where's your brother? And I was like, well, yeah, it's hard. It's a long story. But, uh, you know, when the boys were with me, then they understood, right? Um, and, and so for 13 years... I was squeegee man. They had all kinds of nicknames for me because I'd go to all the little towns and then, you know, they know I'd get all these shops right in a row and that's how you made money, you know. And I was kind of like, oh, Lord, what am I doing here? Because I'm like, <laughs> you know, I went to Bible college and, and uh, um, you know, I, 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 I exercised a lot of the things that I learned for a number of years doing that. Now I'm wandering through these towns cleaning people's windows. What on earth? And it didn't even seem like I was having a lot of opportunities to write out witness. Now, over time, I saw that God did. I was a witness, and I could tell you a lot of stories of opportunities that came from that. But one thing started happening that I, that I, that I started catching on to. I started meeting a lot of struggling Christians. In fact, a lot of the people that I clean windows, they say, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian, but I'm not really, yeah, i got to admit, I'm not involved in church right now or anything. It seemed like time after time I was meeting people like that, and God gave me this little ministry as I was squeegeeing windows. 
it's, it's really no-brainer work. Like once you get it, you know, you can just, you don't even have to really hardly think about it. And you can talk to people while you're doing it. And God, you know, you showed me that as, as long as I was available, there was going to be something for me to do wherever I was. It's amazing. It is amazing. And, and so I just, I, I, I appreciate the fact that, that Gideon ultimately was, he, he, he was a voluntary, available um, individual. And he was visionary. God kept giving me the, the V's here, Brother, brother Randy. You like my alliteration? Yeah, all right, okay. <laughs> I got a thumbs up for Brother Randy, so that makes me feel pretty good on the alliteration. Um, but he was visionary. And, and, you know, I truly see this with, with Gideon because he came up with the plan to, to use, you know, the, the trumpets and the, and the broken uh, pitchers and the lamps for, that, for the 300 men uh, to, to, to uh, go after the Midianites there. And God seemed to, to, uh, to, um, to equip him to be a visionary people, to find, to, uh, person to find a way you know, to get it done. I admire that characteristic in some people. Sometimes I feel like I'm visionary. Sometimes I feel like I'm stunted in that regard. Some people that I'm around, I'm like, like my, my, uh, my brother-in-law, Tom, is one of the most visionary individuals that I know. And, uh, you know, sometimes he'll share his vision like what he thinks would be a good, good idea for Clinton Baptist Church, you know. He said, hey, you ever thought of this? And I'm like, uh, I don't think that would ever fly, you know. But it's interesting. But where he goes, you know, where he goes and he has a vision, it's like it seems, he seems to be able to pull it off all the time, you know, no matter where he is. And it's just like he's this visionary person. And I admire that. I do admire that in, in leaders. And, I, I, you know, I do, uh, I pray that the Lord uh, helps me to be a, a leader like Gideon in these ways. Um, he evidently was, was one of the vigilant ones. Remember the non-vigilant ones? They kind of they put their head down. They weren't looking. They, they got the water up in their face. And, but evidently, uh, Gideon was one of the vigilant ones. And he had to be vigilant to pull you know, this, this uh, campaign off that God had given him. And I think how the Bible tells us, be sober, be vigilant, because we have an adversary. And I'll tell you what, the, the adversary knows how to get to your heart. He knows how to get to your heart. That's why the Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence. You've got to guard your heart, Christian. He knows the weak spots in your heart. He knows how to get to your heart and get you out of uh, you know, that, 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 that good place in your Christian walk. Uh, you say, how do you know that? Because I know my heart. I know how he does it with me. And I figure you're probably not all that different than I am. And, uh, you know, when, you, when you're, as a believer as well, you know, you kind of... You kind of get a sense for, for when your brothers and sisters are struggling a bit in your heart and in their heart. And, and that's where we can, we can pray for one another. We can try and encourage one another. We can say, hey, we're part of the band of, of Gideon, as it were. You know, we might be the few here, uh, but we have, you know, we have the lamp of God's word and and uh, and, and we, we have we have the we have the message that, that, that he's given us to to uh, to proclaim. And and, and, and so. Uh, the battle is the Lord's, and, and it's our privilege to, to be vigilant and to uh, be involved in that. And like I said, uh, ultimately, you know, Gideon was, was victorious. Uh, he, was, he was victorious. Now next week, because uh, we're just about out of time here, um, we're going to look at, at uh, and basically that was a review there, wasn't it? Because we never did get into the passage here. But as we get into this passage next week, we're going to look at maybe some cautionary things about Gideon's life. Um, I'll give you one of them. Gideon, just like you and I, was vulnerable. He was vulnerable. 
And we got to understand that about ourselves. We got to understand that we're vulnerable. Um, no human leader is going to fully be worthy of our admiration and of our um, devotion as Jesus Christ is. And, you know, human, human, human leaders have their vulnerabilities. Um, look, the leaders in the church, you need, to, you, you need to pray for them. You need to pray for them. If you see a vulnerability, you know, you need to care enough to, to, to go in the right spirit and help with that, with a brother, with a sister, whoever it is. Um, Gideon had some vulnerabilities. And we're going to point uh, some of those things out uh, next week along with, uh, with four other cautions uh, from his life that I think will be, be helpful uh, uh, to us. At the end of the day, though, I want us to remember this. The angel of the Lord called him a man of valor. And uh, the Lord called him a man of faith in Hebrews chapter 11, uh, verse 32, I think it is. He's actually mentioned as a man of faith. So in the, in the final prognosis of things, even though we're going to look at some of the struggles that Gideon had, you know, God did say, uh, Gideon served me. He did, he, did, uh, he did serve me. So we'll look at a couple of those things uh, next time um, as well.